Five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. Per usual, I am Will Charles Egan. Chris Meekins. Chris Meekins. And we have our guest preschooler here. Uh, <laughs> George Benitez. Benitez. We, we, we usually call our guests middle schoolers because they tend to be older than me, but this is the first guest that is younger than me, so we figured we'll just call you a preschooler. But here's the ironic thing. Uh-huh. He's younger yet. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's more mature. Way more put together than I am. <laughs> Maybe me too. But yeah. That, but that's a low bar. We're, we've set right, a yeah. low bar if, for him. If we're the standard for what an adult is, then this kid is knocking it out of the park. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. but I, I don't know. I've known subscribe, you for... Subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, make sure that you, if you like the content that we're doing, I would I would like if you hit the subscribe button, hit the like comment, button, share. comment, maybe share it. Because if but you've... Be if nice you, in the comments. Yeah, hey. Hey, guys. Be nice. I want to talk to George. Give us a compliment, right? Yes. Well, we can ban you. No, I'm kidding. But I, I've known George here for a couple of years. We both went to Bayside College. Yes. Holla. What team are you on? Blue team. Blue team. Holla blue team. Yeah. See, I was on the clear team. I never, I never did leadership. I was the odd <laughs> man out. Mm. Okay, that's another. Yeah, right? Okay. Another little thing surprise we found out. Yeah, but I, I figured when we started this podcast, a lot of people would be like, I want to be on it, I want to be on it, I want to be on it. And then there was this guy that very... He had a very unique way of saying it. He wasn't like, please, I want to be on your podcast. It's like, that was a really cool podcast. And he started, as you say, blowing smoke up my skirt. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. I know I have a good podcast. I know. And then from that, I was like, amazing. do you want to be on the podcast? And I don't know if you were playing mind games with me to get on the podcast, yeah. but it worked because here you are. These yeah. droids are not the ones <laughs> you're I'm an for. avid podcast listener. Oh, you do? Especially at work. Yep. Okay. And I, I do enjoy your guys' podcast, but... You know, thank you. Well, let's jump into this. So you were, Will was telling me that you're, how old are you? I'm 19. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. You are 19 and you are getting married in November. Yes, sir. This guy is going to be married at 20 years old. This is the, I think the quintessential Bible college stereotype. Okay. Wait a minute. Is she older or younger than you? She is older by two months, though. So she's oh, okay. okay. She's, yeah. she's not a, what do they call her? Cougar. 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 Yeah. <laughs> she's not rocking like, the cradle. Yeah. She's 19 and a half. She's <laughs> a total cougar. I like calling her a cougar. It, it does make her upset. But. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Okay, sorry. What's her name? Ellie. Ellie, sorry, Ellie. Sorry, Ellie. Sorry. Ellie. My, my dad calls me old school in that way. That yeah, I got no married shot. young. Yeah. So. Yeah. How old were your parents when they got married? They, let me think. My dad was probably... 25, 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds yeah. about the right age. Yeah. And, and then also, you have your own business, which is, this is like crazy yeah, stuff. Is, he's 19 years old, he's going to get married, and you have your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing what? So, I currently uh, do pool cleaning, maintenance, and repair down in Venice. Um, something that her father helped me start, got mm-hmm. me into it. And I currently operate it now, and s- soon, in a couple of years, I'll... Er, in a couple of months, I'll be owning it. So wow. I okay. paid. I did a deal with them and did a kind of uh, creative financing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. This guy. And so um, you you're going to college still. Yep. And what are you studying at college? So I'm studying my undergrad in pastoral care and counseling, mm-hmm. and then my uh, I want to do my master's in divinity. So this is an accelerator program. So one yes. year okay. after uh, my undergrad, I get my master's. Wow. Yeah. 
That's such a cool. It sounds like a like a wizard or something. I have a master of divinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna try to minor in global business management just to have that under my belt. It would probably help with the business. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I I think uh, very psychology minded. That that's where the counseling comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I love theology. I love learning Let's theology go. in class. And then business, I it's just uh, recently it's been something that has been God's put people in my place and um, just a fascination mm-hmm. with it. So yeah, yeah. I think what we're learning about this kid is like, like he said, this is a very old school way of doing it. I mean, how old were you when you got married, Chris? Um, I was twenty two. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, so I, I need to get my life together here. <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm hearing. I think Joyce was 21 and I was 22. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was a different world back then. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. I was you... like, well, we like each other uh-huh. and you're not going to move in with me. So I guess, guess we, we should probably might as well get, get married. married. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? And seeing you're pregnant, it might work out uh-huh. well. What do you think's changed <laughs> since then? Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Sorry, Joyce. Yeah. What do you think's changed since then that now I think that what the average age has certainly gone up in, in terms of getting married. Yeah. We were talking about that right beforehand. I mean, it's, it's the, it's, you, you were born, obviously you're not uh, Irish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <We're> not Irish. <laughs> I come from a long line of potato farmers. Yeah. Noble, noble trade. <laughs> where do you, where do you, where do your, uh, your family come from? So my, uh, my father's from Argentina. And my mom's from Paraguay, but they immigrated um, to the U.S. Um, my mom actually immigrated before to Europe. Uh, she oh, had an opportunity. Wow. She lived in Switzerland, Belgium. We have some family in Switzerland. Okay. Um, and then she moved to the U.S. after. And then my dad, uh, he was in college in Paraguay studying computer science. And his last semester of college, um, he quit because he hated computers. Okay. But he is very... Uh, He's an electrician still now by trade, but he's very engineer minded and yeah, yeah. There's people that just they think yeah. that way. He he walks into a, a building and he's just like, yep, 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 yep. And I'm like, <laughs> X-ray okay. vision. Yeah, he's what do like, you see oh, that I don't see. We could we yeah. could rewire this. Just give me you know give me two hours yeah. and we can do that. Mm-hmm. But more you know, how did you? Okay, I mean because we're talking to we think most of our people are younger people. Mm-hmm. And how did you? Uh, become so determined in, in, in your life plan. It sounds like you have like a life plan. Do you? Yeah. Um, I think my parents are a big part of it. Um, I kind of, you don't, you don't hate them. Oh no, they, <laughs> okay. You don't have, you don't have daddy issues. <laughs> no, right? they, are, they are great mentors. My dad disciplined me very well as a kid. Nice. Okay. Um, you mean like belt or as in like he raised mental. you well? He, uh, both. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> my my brother was more. Oh, he's. We talked about. He's a he's a me head. <laughs> yeah. But he got hit more, and I learned. Sorry, brother. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so I I learned that. Okay. I need a. Yes. But um, what drove me? They met. Okay. They met in New York, but they they worked hard and they got to this middle class place where they can actually I could be able to learn. And have friends and not be in this poor area where I, I could actually have opportunities. Mm-hmm. But what drove me now is I kind of think my parents at my age already took a risk. And they always told me, take take risks, take okay. risks. You're you're young. God, mm. God always will provide. I love yeah. it. My mom at 18 moved to Europe and went away from her family 
to to start something. My dad moved away from his family, and what what am I doing here in the U.S.? You know, I, I I'm in this land. I think part of it too is I have a half brother in Argentina right now. Okay, mm. um, and we went to go visit him recently, and I realized one step my parents could have taken, I couldn't have been here. Mm. You know, yeah, I could I could have had a different life. So I might as well be here and take risks, mm-hmm. you know, and advance. And I know God will be with me because I know that. Yeah. I'll be doing my well. I think what's I'm really, Im- well. yes. I think what is important to note about your situation is the, the importance of like a strong nuclear family. Yeah. I mean, it says in, in Proverbs, my roommate talks about this all the time because he's, he's in a similar position of you. Is a very strong concept of the the nuclear ha- the healthy family mm. he who finds a, a wife finds a good thing it's like well why well the lord blessed from the very beginning of creation the the institution of marriage mm-hmm. i mean that was what the whole point of existing was for humans in the beginning it was to tend to the garden you know tend to the plants name the animals and things name the plants and be fruitful and multiply yeah and when it, when it comes to the the creation i, I like to think that they when they were divvying up the the work at the very beginning, Adam and Eve were like, okay, we have to name the animals. And then they kind of split off and Eve started, you know, this is a poinsettia. This is an orchid. And then Adam comes back and he's like, this is an orange because it's uh, orange. And I named this bug a fly because it <laughs> flies. And Eve was like, I'll just take the rest. You're being an idiot. Yeah. And from the very beginning, the men were the idiots and the women were the smart ones. And I think that's just how it is. But when when you have such... Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just a good illustration. <laughs> I envisioned it like a movie scene. I yeah, well, thank you guys. I just wanted to set the scene. But when it comes to how we were told to be fruitful and multiply, we were talking about this earlier, that like if if a family is to truly be successful in multiplying, they need to... At the very least, if they want to break even, they need to have two kids that go out into the world because there's two people coming together and making two kids. And if you want to have an actual multiplication, you want to keep going, you need to have a minimum of three kids. Would you say 2.27? Something like that. Which, yeah, it's kind of hard to have sure 0.27 of a kid. <laughs> but you need to have three kids. And you look at the culture now and all of us youngins that are like, well... You know, Man's having kids kinda... is a lot. I don't know if I, maybe I'll have two kids. I mean, I've said it myself. It's like when I get married, I think two kids will be enough. Because I think people have handful. always thought that. It's just that years ago they didn't have birth control. Yeah, mm, and, that's and, true. And, and, and a lot of people point. were Catholic, and they were like, "Well, yeah. the priest said I can't use birth control, so yeah. and <laughs> I'm not going to." And, and yeah. I know, you know, I'm not going to give up the doing the hibbity jibbity. So right. So <laughs> I guess we're going to have seven or eight kids. Yeah. You know, and that's just <laughs> what happened. And, uh, anyway, so let's get back to George. <laughs> it's not about us, Chris. It's I know. George. I saw a study in, it was somewhere out of Sacramento where they said that to have two kids, it would cost something like $300,000 per kid throughout like their, yeah. when just, I think, I think that's just when numbers get that big, mm-hmm. it's. It's not reality. You're we decided to have number three and number four because we are already poor. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> you're point. already poor. We might as well just stay that way. Yeah. Right. Why get our money back and get, get some money in the bank and then have two more and then yeah. you end up going, oh, we're poor again. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. So we might as well just stay poor. Anyway, so you're you're getting married, right? So yes, when are you getting married? So we're getting married in November. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. baller. Yeah. 
So, and is, is she a believer? Or? She is. Uh, she grew up in a family of missionaries. So she wow. she uh, lived in Romania and They're Egypt. Deep, deep, yeah. deep people. Deep wow. stuff right here. Yeah. Yeah, she, Romania and Egypt, you said? Yeah. Cool. She, she was very little when they lived in Romania, but then she lived in Egypt for six years. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Were these work visas, travel visas, or something? Do you know? Uh, work visas. Citizen? Okay. Work visas. Yeah. It's funny because obviously I'm a brown, brown skinned, and I, I uh, really, I would talk. <laughs> wait, 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 Okay, I see it now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I would tell her about like, oh, I got discriminated in school when I was younger, and she was like. In Egypt, they threw rocks at me because I was white. <laughs> really? And I'm like, okay, well, you okay, yeah, you win. You got to work. You win. You win. For being white, ironically enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you she, win. Well, in Egypt, you know. Yeah. So she is redhead as well too, and but yeah, everyone's in her family. Couldn't okay. be me. <laughs> so, so you're so you're both believers. Yes. And and you're going to college. I mean, I, I find it fascinating to talk to uh, someone uh, your age that uh, has his life planned out, mm-hmm. and so. Um, we're, so we talked about the foundation it came from your mom and dad, just, yeah. they were strong Christians. Yeah. We grew up Catholic. And then, um, when I was 12, we moved to a Baptist slash non-denominational church. Okay. There was stuff that happened at our Catholic church that my parents did not like. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we moved, we knew it wasn't God's fault. It was people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we found a church that was like our family. Cool. Nice. That's all. Awesome. Church, fifty people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, what made you decide to follow Christ? I mean, I yeah. mean, you had to make that decision on your own. Yeah, I I did get baptized. Um, I chose to. I remember um, realize I uh, my parents put me in mat like service. I uh, we always were in mass in Catholic mm. church, so yeah. I felt like my um, church knowledge was very high. I, I was very attentive to the priest and everything. I still have a great reverence toward oh, yeah. liturgical services oh, and yeah. um, orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put me in uh, service, and I would just absorb it like a sponge. Right. I, I loved listening to Bible and theology. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went up to a pastor. There was a pastor that came down for, like, a, or came up from Arkansas for, like, a missionary trip um, to help our church out, VBS. And I said, I want to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. I understood that there was a message that he preached that said, um, you have to let Jesus in and sit in the throne of your heart. Mm-hmm. And I still remember that now. Yeah. Like sometimes we have to get off that throne and sit on that. And I wanted Jesus to to be my Lord and Savior, yeah. my my own. And though, so I asked him and he went through the whole thing, um, told me what it, what it meant. You know, mm-hmm. that was a profes- uh, proclamation of my faith right. to the public. And I went through, and my brother actually was right behind me. Let's go. Um, maybe because of my like influence <laughs> on him. You okay. lead a good but example. He, yeah, he got, he got baptized with me. Nice. So, now, know. were you in the church, you know, going through the steps before you had gotten baptized and all this for some time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was See, in the church. That is a, a trend I'm noticing a lot with Christians is they'll, they'll kind of... They'll go through the steps. They'll go through the motions. He says, "Yeah, I'm a Christian. Whatever, yada yada." And then the, something switches. Like we had Chase King on the podcast, where mm. they make the decision for themselves because it's not just, "Well, my dad does this, my mom does right. this, and I get brought along." It's like, my DNA, exactly. Yeah. Like for me, I was it's kind my of destiny, right? <laughs> exactly. I was bound to do this. I was the total opposite. I I church hopped a lot as a kid. Mm. 
you know, it was it was the Catholic Church one weekend up in Tampa, and then it was Presbyterian, then it was Pentecostal, then it was the Shrine of the Master, which is this, <laughs> this weird Shrine of the Master. Oh, dude, it was crazy. <laughs> it was this weird divinity center where they would like they would hover their hands over your head and your shoulders, and they would do healing services, and we would do the candlelight rock crystal Jesus and Allah and Buddha services, where it was like all roads lead Man. to heaven. Weird stuff, Unitarian Universalist, and so for me. And it was kind of like your situation. It's like God is this thing, and it's I guess He's out there, and I kind of I kind of believe whatever. But I went to Bayside, and then you make the decision for yourself. Right. You finally like, oh, I get it now. I would tell the guys at the fire station, I'd say, you guys are you guys are the religion. We don't. I'm not pouncing on anybody, any religion. Right. You guys are the religion you are, which in Cleveland, everybody's Catholic. In Catholic yeah. I'm like, you're Catholic because your mom told you you're Catholic. Yes, I'm. I go to this church because I chose to. Mm-hmm. And they'd get really mad at me. But I'm like, well, it's true. I'm like, <laughs> truth. did you decide? Yeah. And I think that's where we're kind of going with this. You decided that you wanted to follow. Yeah, I, I decided that I did want to follow Christ. And I felt like, I feel like now, knowing my whole his, like, past and retrospect, in a way, I, the Holy Spirit was always with me. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, he is. Like, through, yeah. through everything with uh, moving down to Florida, um, mm-hmm. me kind of going deeper into my faith, realizing, oh, uh, maybe I don't want to do engineering like my dad. Right. Yeah. I, I love theology, and I love caring for people. So know? so is that why you decided theology as your major? So you're going to yeah. college. You're going to Bayside College. Yep. Uh, and your you're major? Is that... Yeah, yeah, major. Major. Major, minor, major. Time yeah. Um, in high school, I was trying to think like what I like all high schoolers. What do oh, I do? I uh, need to yeah. know like yep. what I have to do. I gotta have an answer. I need an answer. I need Grandpa an keeps answer. asking me every yeah. time I go over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> what do you want to do when you get older? That's what they uh. they told me. I said, "What is the one thing that I shouldn't be asking high schoolers when I was telling them high schoolers? <laughs> I said, Please don't ask me what college are you going to yeah. and what is going to be your major. Just don't do it because everybody like that. asks them that. Go ahead. Once, yeah. once you're after that, like once you're after college, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really yeah, doesn't. doesn't matter. Couldn't care less. But, but, uh, I, I got nothing to say to Will anymore yeah. now that he has a major in psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm analyzing you as we speak. <laughs> so what, what made you decide? So you decided. So, yeah, I was theology. trying to find out what I, what I loved, what I loved mm-hmm. to do. Um, I thought engineering would be. I love, you know, since my dad's an electrician, I'm like, oh, let me be an electrical engineer, you know. Right. I'm very like my dad in that way. But I took, a, like, four math classes that year, you know, and it was, I learned that you had to love math. To be an <laughs> oh, and yeah. I did not love math. Oh, been there. Right. Um, but I loved loving people, having relationships with people, mm-hmm. talking to people, um, caring. Yep. And I realized, you know, I love the Bible, learning theology. There's something to it it's like um a lot of people think a lot of men think literature nowadays is very feminized but you go mm. back in time and it's always been these strong men in history yeah they're super smart um and and you don't mean strong forward. men as in like a carpenter you mean strong men in who they were right? yeah strong men strong-minded mm-hmm. men yeah um who pushed the narrative it. strong-minded men yeah who okay. pushed the narrative forward in society that helped where we are now that canonize the Bible, yep. you know, that um, put doctrine together for us so we mm-hmm. can 
be where we are in our you know spiritual life. Yeah, so. where would we? I've be never taken notes before. You're taking notes. I'm from like, this is wow. like amazing. <laughs> I feel honored. He's taking <laughs> notes from what you're saying. Yeah, well, you have to. You I want to throw it in your face later on. <laughs> yeah. <but> no, <laughs> are any of these right? Do these look right? It, you got to find like when I was in high school. When I was in your position, it was trying to figure out what I want to do. You got to decide what do you love to do. Yeah. Okay, and it's like you you figure out what you love to do first, and then it's like, well, how is that going to pay the bills? Right. Because you can't just, well, how is this going to pay the bills? And I guess I'll kind of cram myself into it until I figure out how I'm going to like it. Yeah. Because then you're going to want to die. Yeah. Ten years down the road in this career that you hate, and it's not fulfilling, and you're not doing what God's called you to do. Do you think it it bounces off the fact that your parents told you just go go for it? Yeah. Like risk, take the take the risk. Is that the? Words? I think that's the main factor. Um, growing up too, they told me that they wouldn't be able to pay for my college because <laughs> <laughs> we luck. were we were we were very struggling. Like uh-huh. my parents went through it. They were um, illegal at one point, and they are undocumented in okay. the U.S. at one point. So mm-hmm. it was a very scary time where my parents could have been deported, and I couldn't. Um, I would be stuck in the U.S. with mm. relatives um, and not knowing where my parents were. Right. But um, wow. they, they thankfully pushed through and got papers. Let's go. But they, they wanted me to have a second education. Yeah. Um, and they, did, they wanted us to do what we loved. They, they mm. saw the world and they knew that they didn't want us in the rat race, especially in New York. It, was, yep. it is a rat race. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so, that was and that was literally a couple of years ago. It's even worse now. Oh, it's even worse now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's literally. I mean, if you're, were, were you New York City or were you like no? Upstate? I I was. Uh, I grew up in Long Island, so oh, okay. I was wow. right outside the city. Yep. I mean, we we went in and out of Queens. Right. I mean, so you were we basically grew up in Queens. So. You were literally in the rat race, as in like rats running around everywhere. Yeah. Forty nine other states: are Manhattan, Long Island. It's New York City. It's yeah. all yeah. the same. I'm, yeah. New Jersey, it's all. Part it's of all. You want to insult a New Yorker? <laughs> oh, you're from New Jersey, right? And they're like, Man. no, no, that's how all dare you? It, right? I would never be from New Jersey. <laughs> they, they hate each other. It's weird. Sorry for our homeschoolers just, and our people from New Jersey. It's just dirty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, it's a old. It's an old community. I mean, it's yeah. it's been around since yeah the beginning of time. The yeah, we brought my fiance over the summer to see our family and. She's from South Dakota originally. Oh my! Oh gosh. my! We're talking about polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, but and well, and Illinois as well too. But she lived in the suburbs of Illinois. Okay. But we went to the different towns, and it's like 15 minutes. You're in a new town in New York. 15, right. Like it's just like new town, new town, new town, new mm-hmm. town. Italian, Greek. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. That's that's where we grew it's, up. It's so. it's a whole experience. We oh, went yeah. to Nyack College. We brought my son to mm-hmm. Nyack to check it out. Uh, it was the Christian Missionary Alliance College. Yeah. And I mean, by, by the time we got to the campus, we were like, okay, we can turn around. We, yeah. don't, we don't even, <laughs> we don't even no. get out of the car. And yeah. we, I don't think we did. Just because it was different, we grew up in the suburbs. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it was uh, great. There was a lot of diversity. I had um, Asian friends, Jewish friends, Muslim friends. I actually, when I first got baptized, I, I had a couple of Muslim friends. I would like Mm-hmm. Try to convert them and oh, tell yeah. them. Oh, like, that's cool. Did you guys read the Bible? <laughs> I was I was knowledgeable. Like I didn't watch <laughs> right. Ravi Zacharias and yeah. apologetics. Oh and, yeah, but I didn't do that yet. Mm-hmm. But I would try. I was like, guys, you need to read this, and they all laugh at me. But I was like, okay, right, you know, whatever. They already laugh at me. So yeah. have you always had a, a desire to to 
be with God or be in God's word? And... Yeah, maybe since maybe because I was baptized as a kid, you know, in the Catholic Church. No, I'm I'm joking. But <laughs> I we're That's how that works. They sprinkle you. And... My mom always brought us to church. Um, we're altar boys as well too. Oh, okay. Me and my brother were probably the worst altar boys of all time. Yep. Yeah. We'd we'd be like ringing the bell like four times, even though it's three, and then laughing in the background. And the priest Sorry. is like, "Where's the wine at?" Sorry. And we're just. <laughs> but we, yeah. through all our adversity, we've always felt God with us. Mm. We've been in some challenging situation, and I always went to God for that. Isn't it interesting that? He says adversity throughout adversity. We yeah. hate adversity. Yeah. We're like, mm. oh my God, God's not with me. Yes, because I'm having a difficult time today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's another side to adversity. Oh yeah. Well, I I was thinking about this last night because you're in the middle of adversity. You could say that. Well, it's not like what he's been experiencing, but you could say it's a form of adversity. I was lightweight. Thinking, yeah, I'm very much. Is so. it your housemate or roommate? <laughs> roommate, yeah. My adversity is like figuring out rent. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, we know about his adversity. <laughs> we heard about it right before the yeah. podcast. On the plugs, there's a little nightlight on it. <laughs> And it's automatic. <laughs> At night, the lights are too bright, and I have to turn off the lights so I can get some sweet. I need dark. Yeah, no, that's so exactly. But isn't it funny? You put that's... my perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I was journaling last night, and it was talking about this day was great. My day was awesome. I did all these great things. I'm going to be a part of a wedding this week, and I'm going to go watch my favorite movie at the end of the week, and then I'm going to have this big reunion with my church family. And I was like, this is going to be great. This is so great. And then I was like, oh, hang on. Let me make sure that I finish the journal with the Lord is good. Because when you when you have things going well for you, you kind of lose the perspective. It's like, okay, cool. Thank you, God. I'm gonna just I'm gonna go now because I'm good and I'll come back when I need you. Yeah. And I had to think, well, it's like, well, I'm gonna praise God. Because when I'm in the valley, I'm praying every single day. I'm reading the Bible every day. I'm figuring out how I get out of this valley and I press into God. But when I'm out of the valley and I'm walking through life and life is great. I just kind of, yada, 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 forget about that because life is good and I don't really need God right now. But it's mm. like, well, hang on. Let me make sure that I still center myself because I started reading my Bible in the morning instead of before bed. Mm. What a novel concept, right? Go figure. Yeah. Start off with and life, God. Life has ever. been getting so much better now that I started to, I don't know why I didn't do it earlier, but now that life is going good, I have to continue to abide in Him, remain in Him because when things are bad, you trust in God, but when things are good, you still trust in God, despite what happens. God can be good to you. God draws you to himself through his blessing. Remember Mm -hmm. when, remember Mm -hmm. when they, uh, uh, they were, they were given so much to the, to the, uh, the offering for the temple that they're Mm -hmm. like, stop, Mm -hmm. don't give anymore. I mean, that's God's fullness. Uh, uh, So anyway, so what do you, how do you get through adversity? And, and obviously you're, you, you actually like adversity. Yeah, I mean, I think I lean towards it because what, I, what I've seen through my life is that there's so much more to it after. Like, there's so much yeah. rewards to it after that mm. um, it's worth it. Okay. But, um, and how do, you, how do you get through it? I mean, do you push into God? or is Do you drink tough? more yerba mate? I mean, yeah, what does it take? What, yeah. I mean, is it... Um, one, I think... This is something that God taught me recently. Um, the story of the brazen serpent in Exodus. Okay. Uh, yeah. The snake 
bites the people's legs because the Israelites were being disobedient and they had this fear of dying. But God gave them a, a staff to Moses with the serpent mm-hmm. and said, if you look at this, you'll be healed, saying that if you trust in God, look into your worst fears. Mm-hmm. That's where God is, and he will heal you. Okay, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, that's wow. the main thing I got from... Yeah. The, wow. He talks about that a lot, and it correlates to the cross as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really stuck with me, because um, although it sounds great what I'm doing in my life, um, mm. it, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, I've probably had the most stress in my life right now, mm-hmm. um, but it it pushes me to yeah. be a better man. Yeah. We just had a message a couple of weeks ago at Bayside mm-hmm. about how you put yourself in a position, it, and it helped me. To, you put yourself in a position to say, "Okay, I'm I, I'm going to need you to do this." Right. Right. First of all, I think you're calling me to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to step into it. Is like what you're saying, yeah. And you're going to look to the, to God. Yeah, yeah. Because He has the the healing answer. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And because I, I know life is hard. My parents raised me knowing, like, wanting me to know life is going to be hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Might as well have control where you take those risks and where other people give you those risks. Okay. You know where it's given to you, where you don't want, um, where it ends up in a bad situation where you can't control it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I, I wanted to, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it weren't for God telling me, mm-hmm. you know, calling me to where it is. Yeah. I kind of want to pivot just slightly, build yeah. off of what you said about, uh, you know, your parents telling you that life is going to be hard. When it, I mean, have you talked about, I mean, obviously you guys aren't even married yet, you and your fiance, have you talked about having kids and raising kids? Is that like a pretty soon or is that farther down the line? Yeah, at first she actually didn't want to have um, biological kids. Okay. She was scared because yeah. um, of family um, situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've talked through it, and sh- uh, God has really worked with her. That's awesome. Conquering that kind of fear in a way. Mm-hmm. So um, when you raise kids, do you think it's because you're in a position where you're going to be successful do you want to shelter them or is it like, should we throw them to the wolves or is there a happy medium? How do we, cause you want to give the child some form of adversity, right? But you don't want it to just be artificial. Like, all right, I'll show you adversity. No, <laughs> but, but we, we do want kids now. And I think, oh. um, I don't want to, I probably want late. I am 20 now. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. God willing. I'd probably want 25. 20 around there to 28 to, mm. for my first children kid. yeah you want 28 children no 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 i want to be 25 <laughs> to 28 oh my first kid. i think i want to have 28 okay. children i know i know, I know you're ready to push into no, god no, 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 i hope she's no, ready that is, that's pushing it no, I, <laughs> we probably gonna have a small compound in texas <laughs> we probably want like two sorry to three fiance kids. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> we probably want like two to three or yeah, yeah two to three kids yeah, around there but um I think also <laughs> what I've researched a lot too is there there's a lot greater risk health wise to women if you wait longer. Yes. And um that's a big effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you were saying, um do you wanna basically put your kids um right. how do you wanna discipline them basically? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not knowledgeable about that yet. Yeah, I've sure, only done yeah. research. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that part. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be lucky to make it to the, right? I'll, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be happy side. to get to the altar. Yeah. Okay, right. Right. Let's yeah. work on that. Yes. But um, from what 
I learned so far, I think um, there is probably like uh, Jordan Breon, there's probably tension mm-hmm. in between. Um, maybe it's just an artificial environment. If they do live in a like rich environment, mm-hmm. you probably want to put them in an artificial environment where they have yeah. to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because I look at the kids that were raised in like the plushy existence and it's like, I don't, I, I feel bad for them. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe that the, the lessons that really stick with you are the adversity. I mean, you just look at all of Psalms and it's just suffering, mm-hmm. right? It's just David crying out to God because that's where you lean on God. Mo- overall, I mean, despite yeah. the like, the little lessons that you learn or like, you know, how to fix a wound or how to do these little things, when you, when you are in those adverse places, you have to lean on God the most. You got to cry out to him. And I, I just feel for those who haven't experienced that because then it's like, I, I said, so there's this TikTok of this girl who is, she has these just like comically long nails mm. and she's trying to pick up her student ID and she yeah. can't do it. And then she flips the camera around that's, and she is that's, yeah, sobbing. That's yeah. That's like, that's whack. That is a, that is so that's indicative whack. of a larger problem. That's like our culture. In yes, video. exactly. It's <laughs> literally, and she is crying. Because she, her, her long bedazzled claws that she paid for, that or she paid maybe for, somebody else, paid somebody for else her. paid for. She cannot pick up her student ID, and that's the end of the world. So, so I'm going to do our our homeschool talk. Okay, but there are adversities that people that are well to do have. Mm. It's a different kind of adversity. Yes, and and it's a different kind. We talked about it last week. We talked about it a lot mm-hmm. about the, the the war on the war of art. Oh yeah, the war did of you art. Ever read the book, the war of art. Uh, I've by Shen Tzu. No, that's the art of war. The art of war. This is I, yes, yeah. very good. And, right it's, and it's about I've pushing through uh, the the opposite, not opposite, resistance, resistance, yeah. pushing through resistance. And I see you as a person that has spent their life saying, "Okay, I want to push through resistance." Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so let's move on to your job. So you, mm-hmm. so you are buying this company from your father-in-law, yeah, or future father-in-law, yeah, yep. I am buying. Buying it off of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And baller. And what made you decide to do that <laughs> instead of just going getting a job making three thirty five an hour? Right. Well that was uh, minimum wage when I was a kid. One flexibility to do what what I want to do okay. in the future and um, seeing what he's doing and being able to provide. I mean, I started when I first started dating her. Mm-hmm. He uh, took me in and kind of taught me the ropes and then um just i i knew i wanted to marry her did that not scare you though just like okay i'm 19 or 18 when you yeah. started I, i'm starting this business i think it gave me kind of a it didn't scare me i think mm-hmm. it was i know working for your um girlfriend's dad is kind of scary in a way <laughs> Can you know? is he tall is he a big no, he, Irish he's guy. about my size. He's <laughs> okay. uh, so you could take him he, if you could take him. <laughs> he's take he's him. Scandinavian. Ah, okay. But, well, maybe not. But he's probably more German than Viking. he is. Oh, yeah. You're but, not going to take him. Yeah. But he's just like uh, my dad in a way where it's very uh, tough, but he means it in a good way to yeah. teach you a lesson, mm-hmm. to help you out, and uh, very loving guy. Yeah. But um, Nice. But yeah, it, it gave me a sense of purpose where um, I can be in relationship with my customers and uh, help them out because most of them are elderly as well too. 
Um, and, and what do you describe as elderly? Um, <laughs> What's be, the age? Be careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, I, probably like late seventies to eighties. Okay, all right. You're yeah, good. you're good, Chris. You're good. <laughs> he, Chris is very young. Guys. <laughs> yes, he's good. But yeah, uh, and it kind of exposed me to the world of uh, Christian business. Okay. Yeah, mm, that's okay. the main thing. That's awesome. Where it gave me, it, I wasn't scared. It gave me a new light of possibilities of where I can take things in my life. Yeah. And, awesome. you, and you can't you can't depend on the man. You got to depend on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's a lesson right there. Yeah. Heck. And and their story is they came back from missionary life. They had no money, mm-hmm. and he they oh. moved to Florida, and he started the pool business, kind of just to make men's uh, make ends meet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, God just kept blessing him. It started with it's like the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. Um, it started with yeah. one uh, laundromat. Yep. And then continue with the second one. And then they had relationships with other um, laundromat people and they wanted to come out and they were Christians as well, too. And God blessed them with a couple now, too. So, oh. it, yeah, it is a blessing. There's a lot going on. And that, that, that was in a span of probably like seven years, eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not get rich quick. No. That's the thing with... That's the main thing I've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. you know, that ain't happening. That's it, not going to happen. There's, it's a concrete method. And... Mm-hmm. You got to put your head down and work, and and it's not quick. Get quick, rich, because it ends quick too. Yeah. Oh do, yeah. Do you think that the lesson you learned from them also is that they they were obedient to be missionaries, mm-hmm. and then as God closed that door, it, I mean, obviously God mm-hmm. closed the door because yeah. they're here in Florida. Um, that you know you learned that too from them that that God will provide and yeah, if you from do, both you do yeah. your part. Yeah, from both like my parents and their, her parents too. Um, I think that's the main reason why, or the way God showed me uh, why I wanted, or why she will be my wife, is how well our families um, mix as well too. Because her dad first was an electrician, and my dad's an electrician. Her mom was a teacher, and my mom uh, is a teacher aide, but works in the schools. But knowing that uh, both of them teaching me and her that. God will provide no matter what was a main factor as well too. Like it, seeing that visually how mm-hmm. God provided. Because a lot of people in the church talk about God will provide and it's a pretty easy middle class life. Mm-hmm. All right. um, Show up to work. Yeah. Clock in. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah. Clock out. Enjoy the weekend. But when you put your whole house on sale and move to Romania and Egypt yeah. and with your you know young kids mm-hmm to do God's work and come back with nothing and God blesses you mm. for your work. Yeah. And he shows so he you favor. He shows you favor. He shows you favor. I, you know. Let's bring it back to, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. As we usually do. <laughs> yeah. it's all about Chris. One of the things, I have a son that's a pastor in Santa Monica. And, you know, my, my mind is like, why don't you just come here to Florida where all the Christians are and you can start a church here. Yeah. But he's like, no, God's called me to Santa Monica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To uh, which is you know just outside of Los Angeles, and so Santa Monica. Did you ever watch uh, South Park? Yeah, remember that one where they get rid of all the homeless in yeah. Denver? They send uh, them all to Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it, it's it's really funny. <clears throat> yeah, but mm-hmm. it's a true. It's 
That's what I love about South Park. <laughs> that is the spear tip of the culture war, I think, is yeah. South Park. It's the only ones that can still do it. Can still do it and get away with it. Yeah. Now, there's some where you go, okay, shut okay, that stop off. It. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah. Turn the channel. Too, too but, far line. Yeah. yeah. Too yeah. far yeah. the line. But all that said is that when he went there, you know, I'm like, it would be a lot easier to go here. You've got your doctor in, mm-hmm. in, in theology. You know and you, mm-hmm. you know. But God uh, blessed his wife with a, a, a really good job. And then... And then she's done the work to get even more promoted, and mm-hmm. she, they're doing really well. Yeah. He's able to build a church there in a place where they don't really want God. Right. They don't want that. And there's a, the homeless, and there's the super rich yeah. in Santa Monica. It's total opposite. And so, and so God blesses obedience. Mm-hmm. Would you not say that? Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. And it's... I, I bet your son has gone through challenges where, oh, yeah. where you're, like, stressing and worrying and you can't sleep where you're like i i pray for my son's safety oh yeah i walk around and i'm like lord could you just have randy does that listen to his message and call him up and ask him to come to work it's not about being easy. it's not about me right and see my granddaughter it's about you know right yeah and so i have to change that so so and i think for me god blesses has shown from obedience that he's blessed our life Mm -hmm. um and so would you and so go back to the whole being obedient and being blessed as we're talking to people your age? Mm-hmm. What would you say to them, uh, and how you make sure that you continue to be obedient? How do what does that look like? Will talked about as having a quiet time mm-hmm. in the morning, yeah, simple little change things. everything. What about you? Yeah, gratitude is like thankfulness to the Lord is number one because I can. I can sin, I can be in a good standing with the Lord in my mind, mm-hmm. but if I'm not thankful for what he's done, it kind of, there's, because it's all about him and what he, who he is. Okay. Right. Um, when I drive to, I drive from Bradenton all the way to Venice for work, and I get in this tunnel vision of, um, when's the day where I can only work one job, mm. you know? Like, I'm, I feel like, I'm unhappy in a way. Well, I am happy, mm-hmm. but I get stuck in this mindset where it's all gray. Yeah. And but I have to take myself out of that. You know, some went to the beach recently, and I'm nice. like, this. I live in a beautiful place. Yeah. We, I, we take for granted that we live in paradise. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But um, obviously, quiet time with the Lord. Um, not the best at it always. <laughs> for <Yeah>. granted. <laughs> but there, that and community. Being mm-hmm. with people that are Christ centered and just it's it's family, yeah. you know. Um, oh, that's so important. And they encourage you. Um, I'm with I'm in a group of guys that struggle with pornography. Mm-hmm. That's been something I've struggled with most of my life as a kid. But yeah. oh, wait a minute, we got another guy that's not perfect. Yeah. Oh wow, what do you know? Well, oh my <laughs> yeah. god! But, right. Shut. Press down. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but. Um, we we just are vulnerable and come together, and that is what God blesses. And we confess to each other, and He has helped us conquer that. Okay, mm-hmm. so you got this amazing life from a nineteen year old's perspective, <laughs> right? You got a your own business, you got a future fiance, you got a father that loves you, a mother that's empowering you, and a, a future in laws empowering. Yet you're you're not perfect. You oh, yeah. you struggle with uh, sin just like everyone else. Yeah. And and so 
we live in a world that everybody thinks like you. You're always talking the mm-hmm. people that are on TikTok. Yeah, that project right. this image. Yeah, it's a false image of reality and what their life actually mm-hmm. is. They put out the best stuff first, you know. But that's not behind the scenes. It's like everybody else. It's crap. It's everybody else. Yeah. And so, but God, you still believe that in spite of your, uh, we'll, ju- we'll just call it for what it is, your addiction, that he can still bless you as you push forward? Because oh, I, yeah. want, I want the people to hear this. Yeah, hmm. there, um, There's a popular pastor, podcaster, Tim Ross, mm-hmm. that I listen to, and he, um, he said, what would you tell your younger self? Um, mm. And he said, um, tell your mom and dad about your sexual abuse he he said mm-hmm. i wouldn't tell him to stop pornography because the the root of it was the sexual abuse that happened to you mm-hmm. okay and i think uh god wants to god wants us to know our hearts and why we do stuff for him through our hearts okay mm-hmm. and it's not what comes out of ourselves um what am i trying to get to i think uh I'm brain farting. Oh, I, all the time. Uh, but he, <laughs> God, God. Uh, there's a verse, Proverbs uh, sixteen two. Men um, do everything in their own way, and they think it's pure. Mm. But God weighs our spirits. Wow. And if we commit our ways to the Lord, He will establish our plans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that verse. Um, yeah. But the reality is. I journal a lot too. Nice. As, yeah, um, same here. Like St. Augustine, if, in his book Confessions, mm-hmm. it shows the authenticity of confessing everything to the Lord. Okay. Right. Because obviously he knows everything we're thinking about, so why not just say it? Mm-hmm. If I'm lusting yeah. over this woman on the internet, right. why, and, not just say you know, it? why not just say it and he's going to um, forgive us and give us a pure heart? Mm-hmm. Obviously your fiancé knows this too, right? Oh, yeah. 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 When I when we first started dating, I told her everything. Okay. Because I, I knew if... I wasn't real about this. Yeah, tell the truth. I, I have to tell the truth. And that's a big step of growing if you're struggling mm-hmm. with that. It's is huge. Is telling the truth. And she keeps me accountable. There's times where we've had some, you know, I've failed and messed up, and it's hard in our relationship. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she knows that yeah. I looked at other women and did something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's basically cheating. Yeah. That's It's adultery of the heart. Yeah. And, it's and pretty heavy stuff. Wow, that's yeah. real. And we have to get, you know, I have to go to the Lord. And the only reason why this has worked out and I'm going to marry her is because of Christ. Mm. You know, he's for his redeeming power. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, from being in relationship, I've been married for 44 years, just saying. Well, and I, I mean, I was a piece of crap. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, it's worked out well for me. She yeah. got the short end of the stick. Uh, mm-hmm. But throughout your marriage, throughout your life, you have to learn to... To be in community. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. first of all, you're a small group. Yeah, small and group is very, and, community is very And important. you just recently went back to helping with the junior high kids because yeah. it's about being part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah, when you serve with something that's bigger than yourself, it's the most life-giving thing because it's selflessness. Oh, yeah. You can't just, well, I'm going to take this time off for me and I'm going to do it for me. It's like, well, what are you pouring out, right? And when you're given a message, you're basically exposing yourself. Yeah, oh man, when you, you have to bring it to the light. I think ultimately with all of this, with, with your suffering and with 
because I was huh, I was listening to Jordan Peterson live. I went to one of his lectures, and it's I did as well. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, yeah. And it it actually still sticks with me. I didn't take notes or anything, but his never whole, heard of him. I can't believe you don't know who this guy is. He's literally the yeah. best. <laughs> you should now that we've talked about him all the time. But he he gave his lecture about one of his chapters in his new book, uh, "Leave Nothing in the Fog." Mm-hmm. I think ultimately it's you tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. You never leave anything in shadow or you never hide anything because what is it going to do when it festers inside of you, right? You have to bring it to the light. And man, especially when you're giving a lecture in front of you know middle schoolers, that light shines bright. I mean, you you are front and center. And if when, when the light of the Lord shines on you, that light is a purifying, cleansing light that will pull things out of you that you didn't even know were there sometimes. Oh, yeah. That is a spotlight that that is where, you know, you understand the term fear of the Lord. Mm. And I think that is something that you have to be comfortable with. When you get comfortable with being uncomfortable and you you give yourself up, you you let the Lord flow through you, that it's not about you. It's about being selfless. This whole life isn't about me. It's about Jesus Christ. When you finally understand that, that's when you find your true freedom. And I think that's how you can be as successful as this young yeah. young chap right I'm, here. I've only started. Right, exactly. Uh, it's only, we've only just begun. I say this a lot. It's like I describe my life, and it sounds really cool. You know, I write a book, and I have this podcast. But it's like, I am still on the tarmac. <laughs> the plane has not taken off yet. Wait a minute. You're <laughs> not in the plane yet. No. Not even on the plane. We're still in <laughs> gate B waiting for the plane to get into the... I mean... And I think we always like fantasize of where we want to be. Yes. And that's a main like thing I'm learning right now too is like mm-hmm. enjoy right now. Yeah. Like enjoy being engaged. 19. Yeah. 19. 19. yeah. You're still a teenager technically. You know, first starting a business. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I've... You know, I have aspirations of like, oh, I want to start this. I want to be uh, like finances always, always are scary for people. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. And I'm like, when is it numbers going to stop? It's never going to stop. It's and and the stop. thing about it is, is you're not trying to be somebody as, as first as I mean, that's what I'm hearing. You're not trying to be somebody. You're just being who you are. Yeah. And it's really cool that that that's happening. Am mm-hmm. I allowed to say cool? Is that like it's pretty hip? It's okay. I guess. OK, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. It's pretty bogus. Remember, do you ever hear bogus? Dude, what are you even talking about? <laughs> so anyway, it's pretty cool that you're being who you are mm-hmm. and you found someone uh, that you can trust to have intimate conversations with. Intimacy isn't just, you know, doing the doing the doing the dance. Intimacy you is can having, say it. having uh, doing the hibbity jibbity. Sex. <laughs> Chris. Sex. Sex. <laughs> I, I mean that's 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 a, a lot of the reasons why you get married, but it's really being in relationship with someone that you truly trust, mm-hmm. that you can trust everything with, mm-hmm. right? And then making a decision is like, okay, can I can I deal with this? Just like my wife. She's like, okay, these are the things that he comes with. I was in Alcoholics Anonymous when we started dating. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, can I deal with this? She's like, yeah, I'm actually... I'm, now I know I won't have an alcoholic for a husband. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because that's who we hung around with. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, one more thing. Let's wrap up with why did mm-hmm. why Bayside College seeing they sponsor us? No, they don't. They, they do <laughs> Please, no. But we we <laughs> love Bayside College because they're yeah. they're ministering to young people in the Southwest area of Florida. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick Bayside College? Yeah. So when I was applying to schools, um, I told my parents you're the only to, ones who would take Will. But yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I said I applied to a bunch of schools. I really applied to two. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I applied to Columbia International in South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Okay, wow. It's a it's a great um, Bible college. Bible college. Yeah. And then Bayside College because um, of the price as well, too. But um, I think very similar um, types of school where they gave you experience, mm-hmm. um, which is the main thing I was looking for is I wanted to uh, learn theology. And when I come out of here, I want to have experience. So when I can uh, get a job and be valuable to, you know. An asset. You're an asset. Exactly. Yeah. And even if you just become rich doing pools and partnering with your father-in-law in laundromats mm. or or becoming a pastor. The yeah. fact is that if you don't have a foundation in, in Christ mm-hmm. and in God, and, and you're, you, you might as well. I'm, in fact, I'm going to a legacy. It's called Legacy Business Meeting thing oh, yeah, at cool. Bayside. I'm going tonight. I think they might be interviewing me to see if I'm going to go. So I'll have oh I did shave. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's why you got the haircut. I got a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go good. hang around with all the business owners. But <laughs> but the foundation, right? Yeah. And that's why you're going there for the foundation. Yeah. It, the foundation of it. I think I've learned more spiritually mm. than probably academically. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. which that, is very that's valuable. That's forever. That is forever. When I went to fire school, they, as soon as I got out of fire school, we went to this fire station. They're like, "Okay, everything you learned in fire school, forget it. Now we're, now we're going to teach <laughs> now you we're how to do it." Yeah. yeah. So, if you had something to say to our audience, and we're going to say they're all twenty-one years old, mm-hmm. all you old people, just bear with us. <laughs> uh-huh. What would you say to them that that God has put on your heart as of today? As of right now, what's what's the word? And then you're going to do it too. As of oh, this boy. conversation, uh-huh. I think your calling is much simpler than you think it is, mm-hmm. and that that burning desire, it's not heartburn. It's mm. uh, God has a plan for you, and there's something special about you, mm-hmm. and it fits. You just have to keep pushing in. Don't worry about what where you want to be, where other people are around you. Mm-hmm. That, that adversity, that fear that, that's around you, it's, it's good. That means you're going the right step. Mm. And make sure you're with God. Cool. That's mm. freaking awesome. That's the best. <laughs> how do I top that? Okay, how are you going to top that? Well, well I don't know. Hmm. When, you, when you trust in God, you will find things begin to come to the surface that you didn't want to address. And you have to tell the truth. And you have to be honest with yourself. because, And if you're not honest with yourself, how are you going to confess to the Lord all that's happening? I think when you are in right standing with God, it's going to hurt, and I think that's normal. And you have to be comfortable with that, because you're never going to get right. You're never going to be a righteous man unless you surrender yourself. And it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Mm. And that's going to happen every single day. That, that isn't like, and now I'm good. Yeah. That's a daily practice. You got to be vulnerable with God every day. That's awesome. So what do you think, Chris? Well, I'm glad you what asked. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> Chris. Um, I, I love a couple things that you said. Uh, do what you love to do. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think, and Will and I have talked about this many a times. Yeah. Do what you love to do, and the whole world's going to push against you. But when you do what you love to do, yep. you're walking and you're allowing God to 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 do how how He made you. Yeah, your your purpose. Uh, that's why we do this podcast. We love to mm-hmm. do it. I mean, it's like yeah. 
you know, we're not getting rich doing this. No, not, not quite. <laughs> yeah, like when you guys probably started, you weren't like, oh, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but we're doing it because we love it. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and we like hearing our own voice. Yeah. Which yeah. is why we wear headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, you said that, but then you also said uh, strong-minded men. Mm-hmm. And, and I think women too, but, but uh, me, I, the only thing I can be is a man. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, my wife is a strong-minded woman, and she's around other women. Women can minister to women, and men can minister to men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being a strong-minded man, I, I, I'd love to investigate that again yeah, down sure. the road. Absolutely. I mean, that was like really good. And then finally, take the risk. I, th- I think that... Um, mm-hmm. I think at any age. So we do have a couple people that are like over twenty one that are listening <gasps> what? to us. No. Old heads. Taking a Old risk. School, and dude. and people ask me all the time, why'd you buy the car wash? I'm like, I want to take a risk. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna take a risk. Yeah. And if you lose your back to square one again. Yeah. It's but God's got me. What are you gonna do? Yeah, go back forward. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Watch, sit around, and watch Fox News for the rest yeah. of my life. You know, <laughs> what am I gonna do? Hang out with Fox News, with Dad. This guy, this loser over here. I'm yeah. gonna get a job at the, you know, but uh, but for young people, I and I think for everybody is not being afraid to take a risk, mm-hmm. uh, and and then be able to push yeah. into God like you've done. I mean, yeah. thank you so much for going. For coming, yeah, I mean, I'm like for, so blessed. Thanks yeah, for cool. having me here. I really yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. I'd love to come back one day. Absolutely, we'll not. let you bring your. Absolutely we'll let you not. bring <laughs> your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we could make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think this could be more a comedic special. Than oh yeah, is, uh, that'll we'll have to reserve that for special episodes. Or, or we have to bring your fiance's name was Ellie. Ellie, we'll, we'll have to bring Ellie and find out the whole truth. Yeah, <laughs> and then finally one other thing. So, do you take new customers or? I do take new customers. Okay, yeah. so if you call, you can email us if you need a pool clean <laughs> in the Venice <laughs> yeah. area. Yeah, or anywhere from Bradenton to Venice, Suncoast Pools of Minnesota. Let's go. Okay. Suncoast Pools of Venice as well too. Let's go. Okay. okay, awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming again, Thank you guys. George. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you so much for listening again. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Peace.